Hello, my favorite people. It's your favorite caffeinated, medicated, and less hydrated nurse, Nurse John. And welcome back to my podcast, I Beg Your Pardon. And I am so happy to be back. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're okay. Wherever you are listening right now, in your car, at work, at home, while doing laundry, while mowing the lawn, I just want to say, I love you. You matter. I hope you're okay. If you haven't taken your medication, your coffee, Do me a favor and do that and grab a tea and cracker because this episode is going to boil your blood. <laughs> this is the most awaited episode. So there's one thing like I saw in the internet. It says, I don't want to be part of the drama but I love drama. If you're telling me that you want to talk about drama, I am present in there. I will be listening, but don't put me in that drama. So this episode is called The Bad, The Ugly, and The Nightmare. Very negative, eh? Because last week's episode was all positive, joyful. Now it's time to dig into some more interesting blood boiling. And I'm basically giving a trigger warning, okay? So if in any time in this podcast, you feel angry, sad, mad, triggers, trauma, past experience, take some time off pause the podcast and breathe okay because we are talking about a lot of negative things that you guys have submitted me on my instagram because the question that i ask is why do you hate dislike don't like your job at the moment and people have submitted real life experiences you're going to be listening to a lot of different stories from different people right so what i want you to really remember and really take it in is that every single experiences of people is valid not because you have not experienced something doesn't mean that it's not true it's over dramatic do not invalidate someone else's feeling because a lot of people mostly in the internet do that they invalidate someone else's feeling and tell them oh my god you're just being dramatic that's not even that bad i have been there like i survived it okay some other people are having a hard time taking this in having a hard time managing this kind of situation and that's totally fine we deal with our problems differently and the most important thing is you validate someone else's feeling and tell them it's okay to feel the way you feel right now it's okay to be mad to be angry to be sad to be anxious it's fine so i just want to tell you right now bessie if you're going to really to any of these stories right now you are valid this is a safe space for you to feel like you are being listened to you're being understood and no one is going to judge you here that's one thing i'm gonna make sure bestie <laughs> okay so i love you guys so much and let's do this oh my god this is gonna be crazy let me just drink some water again we have to hydrate mm. probably not seeing this stanley dupe bottle that i have right now but this is part of my merch so you're gonna be seeing this very soon in www.nursejohn.com so watch out for this okay so for our first story we're gonna start up really really strong in here okay and i'm gonna keep everyone anonymous hi from a baby new grad nurse to where i am now as an experienced nurse i have heard so many horror stories regarding bullying in the workplace from peers and colleagues and i've experienced and witnessed nurse to nurse bullying firsthand we're all sick and tired from the work that we do but once we start mistreating the only people who understand what we're going through then that's where we fall apart as a profession the covid pandemic specially tested us all right so it looks like this person is talking about workplace bullying which is very very known and popular in the nursing culture i know you guys probably heard about the saying nurses eat their youngs because it's true it happens in a lot of different places and the sad part is it's the people who you think you could trust who's going to understand you who's going to protect you 
is the one who's bullying you or making you feel small in a very, very already hard and crazy environment. I think all of us have experienced some different kind of bullying and bullying has also its different types. Bullying doesn't have to be like a face-to-face situation where the person scream at you or micromanage you or tell you what to do. There's different types of bullying. There's like gaslighting. There's when you're talking to them, they're so nice. They praise you. But once you turn your back, they tell every single crap about you. And again, there's so many layers and different types of it. So we're actually going to start off with an experience that I have. And for this experience, I actually wrote it in my Apple Notes just because I need to be able to say the story properly. And again, like when I'm talking in a mic like this or like live, it's hard for me to express all my feelings. And I want to make sure I say everything the right way. Okay, so let's start with this. Oh my God. My Apple Notes is basically my diary, my journal. And that's something you should be doing too, journaling. Okay, one situation in my career is where I was struggling in a shift. It was already my fourth day shift in a row. And the thing about our unit is that if you're one of the senior, and senior doesn't mean like five years or 10 years of experiences in practice. It's just if you've been there for a year and there's 10 new nurses, you're considered as a senior nurse. And again, the turnover rate of like nurses leaving my floor, I would say it's high. It's pretty high. (laughs) People don't even last like longer than two or three years. And my manager would ask like, what do you guys think is the reason why nurses are leaving after two or three years or even one year? And I don't know whoever had the guts to actually tell them what's going on in that unit. But um, okay, so let me proceed with this. If you've been there for a year and there's 10 new nurses, you're considered senior. So you get the heavier patient. It was a tough shift. And I was with a French transplanted patient. So I'm giving a multiple blood transfusion, doing freaking lab monitoring. I don't wait for phlebotomists to do it because if I do, it'll take forever. So usually the the phlebotomists pass by early mornings, mid-afternoon, and sometimes they pass late, early evening. But they take really a long time because the, the phlebotomists are doing a lot of other units with my units. So it's understandable that they take their time. So I would rather do my labs, like when I have to collect like bloods to send to the lab so we could see the results. Because for transplanted patients, sometimes we monitor them like every four hours, every six hours, every eight hours, depending on the medication that the patient is on because they monitor the level of it so that the pharmacist can adjust the medications accordingly because if it's too toxic, they have to reduce the medication dosage. Anyways, and most of the time, the labs you gotta do is every hour or every four hour depending on how fresh the patient is. I was working with another senior nurse and he's one of the nicest, most unproblematic person I have ever worked with. So if he sees me struggling, he would help. If he sees something that's left off from another nurse, he would clean it up or fix it because he understand how hard it is in the floor and we were also working with another nurse and she's pretty new to the floor if I can remember it was her fourth month that time so it was a busy day no time for me to take a coffee break and it was already around like 12 30 p.m I was helping out my other senior colleague to cover up for his patient while he goes for his break and it was okay since I was able to juggle my four patients and he's three patients since his other patient is an admission since his other patient is an admission and he's waiting for the admission to come that's why he is taking the chance to take his break now before it gets busy but at the same time I am helping my newer colleague because it was her fourth or fifth time on that part of the unit and it's a really heavy unit she would ask me question I will help her find protocols give her a heads up if I hear or see something anything new that come up for her patient I am very observative and vigilant with things and I know 
she was struggling and I feel for her a lot so I even helped give one of her patients morning medication which is usually the medication we give in our unit is basically between 15 to 20 and even more depending on how fresh the patient is after transplant. I even changed a whole abdominal dressing for one of her patients because she was really struggling. I think she was already a nurse in another hospital before and then she switched in here and she was she admitted to me early that time that she gets like panic attack and she gets anxious and that's understandable and I just want to let other nurses know who has like let's say mental illness like depression anxiety any mental illness doesn't define you as a nurse and that doesn't mean you cannot be a nurse if you're struggling with something the only thing that I want you to know is that as long as you're able to recognize what you have and what you have to work on and you're able to control it and be present because again nursing is it's an it changes every single second things that happens in nursing changes every single second so you need to be able to adapt but the thing is she was very honest about she's having anxiety and a hard time managing everything, which I understand. So if I can give a helping hand, which I always do, I would help another person because again, I was on that situation before and nothing is worse when people don't offer you any help and you have to basically kind of juggle everything by yourself until you develop this kind of trauma or PTSD and you're just like, yeah, I've been on that. So it's not shocking anymore. And it's, it is just hard to have that kind of like, it should not be normalized that you have to experience such crazy situation for you to be traumatized enough that you're not going to react the next time you see it type of thing. Like that should not be normalized. You know what I mean? So anyways, I did help her with two of her patients so that she can focus on her harder patient and I'm still able to monitor my patient and my other colleagues' patient because I have been working in that unit since I was doing my clinical back in college. So I already know what's going on. And also it was my third or fourth shift. So my patient were the same patients and usually in that unit, the patient don't leave that quick. And in that specific part of the unit, they stayed a long, long, long. So I actually know the patients, my patients, and even my senior colleagues' patients because I've had them at one point already. So I was able to kind of juggle the fact that I'm helping her plus I'm kind of overseeing our eight patients. Anyway, so it's time for me to go to break and I actually wanted the newer nurse to go to break because at least she can decompress before it gets even crazier but she keeps refusing because she said she would rather finish her stuff and she doesn't want to take a break which I told her that she should not make that a habit otherwise some people will take advantage of that if they know she will give up her break and she's admitted to the fact that she has a lot of anxiety and, and gets panic attack when things are stressful and let me just say this that in nursing it's okay to be different to have anxiety as long as you're able to recognize it. It's time for me to go to break since she doesn't want to go. So I was about to go and the pharmacist asked me if I can draw the next bloods for my patient because one of my patients again is a transplant patient because she has to see the result to either decrease or increase her medication. But of course, if I do that, shit's gonna go crazy and I'm not gonna be able to take my break and we're gonna be two more people who's gonna be not in break. So I asked the newer nurse if she can draw the blood for me. If not, I will do it once I come back since my break is about like 30 minutes, my coffee break. But in my head, since I already help her, she should be fine and my other senior colleague is already back in the floor. Well, one of the higher ups, and I will call them higher ups because I'm not naming anyone and I'm pretty sure they probably know who I'm talking about. If they're ever listening to this, you know who you are. Heard that I asked her a favor, so they consider that an ability to critically think and an ability to delegate tasks. Okay, let me... <laughs> 
<laughs> let me just like build this puzzle. So basically, that's a complaint. So let's go back. So I was about to go to break. I asked the newer nurse since the pharmacist asked me if I can take my patient's blood because she's, she needs the levels of the blood so she can tweak the medication to either lower it or increase it. And so I asked the newer nurse before I go to break that, hey, if you get a chance, can you please take this blood for my patients? Or if you can't, it's okay. I will take it once I come back from my break. And why one of the higher ups was there because... She was doing the schedule for the next shift, for the night shift. And I think she hear me asking the newer nurse if she can take the blood. Because I mean, like I help her too, right? I give one of her patients a whole medication. I did an abdominal dressing for her patient, which has to be done in the morning. And now it's all done in my head, I'm assuming. So I can ask her a small favor. I know she has anxiety or panic attack, but then she has to support from the higher ups because she can be there or the senior nurse, he's back. And then so they heard this and I did not know that that higher up would keep that as a complaint about me. I am unable to delegate tasks as a nurse. Do you guys hear that? Inability to delegate tasks properly. And she doesn't know any context. She just hear that specific thing that I asked the newer nurse that they know is struggling. But they did not even ask me what's going on. Why did you ask her to get some blood? So you know, she's struggling. They just take that very, very specific situation and consider that as me asking that nurse to do something for me when I could have done it after my break. Okay. And there was another instance where I was working with the same senior nurse who was a super nice and I love, 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 love love him so much it was a good shift again i have one of the hardest patients and he has a chill patient chill in a sense that he's been working for the last two three days so he knows his patient one thing i like about him is that he would tell me like go to your break I will do this and this and this. So once you come back, I will let you know what's going on. And I do the same for him. I will tell him, okay, so I will take your patient's vital signs or I will take your patient's blood, go to break, I will do this. So we kind of exchange and that's how it should be, right? It's a teamwork. We should work as a team. I help you, you help me and everyone's happy. And so I was about to go to break and I told him, I was talking to him before going to break that, oh my God, I'm waiting for a PRBC. So a blood transfusion to come and I'm so scared that I'm going to be on break and it's gonna come and i don't want you guys to give it so basically after giving a report to him about my patients the blood came <laughs> it's always like that in nursing when whenever you're about to go on break something happens and your break gets postponed so it came and that same higher up was there this is a totally different day and week and month okay and so i was like okay can you start the prbc for me and then just let me know what's going on and then when I come back I can help you with something else or I can start it myself I literally tell him and he's like no 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 no, go on your break I got this I will start this no problem but again that higher up heard the specific moment when I asked that colleague of mine if he can start the blood transfusion for me and again she noted this as inability to delegate task and I'm telling you guys this because these are complaints that they accumulated from like a whole year and then they sat me down at a very random day it was so weird the environment that day was so weird my manager was like hi john i wanted to see you in my office at 11 30 and so as a nurse educator too came into me and it's like hi john so we will see you at 11 45 actually because our manager has a meeting blah 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 so i was like oh my god so everybody knows what's going on i was like what is this meeting about so i was wondering my heart is already pounding because i thought that first they're gonna talk about my tech talk that's another story 
story for another episode, okay? So I was like, oh my god, did they see my TikTok? Are they gonna tell me like, oh my god, are you talking about our unit? About... <laughs> So I was really, my heart is pounding the whole time until like 11.45 comes. I sat down and they have these papers in front of them. And they're like, John, we just wanted to talk to you about a few complaints that we receive over a year. And I'm like, what? the actual hell and those were the two complaints and there's a few more which i will tell you now guys i was able to justify them and you know how i was able to justify them is because of this apple notes journal because one thing i've learned before i started nursing is that nurses will eat their young forever there's always going to be bullies around okay and what you have to do is to protect yourself and how can you protect yourself by documenting Be documentation beats conversation and when you're able to document things and tell them exactly what happened on that time then you back up yourself when things like this happens and i'm telling you sometimes you think that it's a small thing and i'm very observative i was like on those times i already know that it's going to be a problem because i just feel people's energy i just feel when people are being hateful towards you or that negative energy i don't know if this is a gift or anything but like i can meet someone just one time and i can already tell if that person is genuine or not and so i made sure that this very specific situation that happened to me and I probably have like 45 situation in my head that I think would be problematic for some people because again in nursing gossip is faster than Usain Ball it's faster than a cheetah someone will find out that someone is pregnant it's crazy it's even faster than the pharmacy dispensing your medication and pharmacy takes forever in a day to dispense your medication and I'm telling you right now gossip in the nursing community is wild toxic the break room if you can put like a mic in the break room you would hear everyone's crap on someone else's life and that always happened in nursing and don't deny it because it is true i documented all of this and i justified it to them and they're like oh okay but you know what they would never believe it i know they would never believe my justification even though i documented it because they stay true for what they heard and again the higher ups they hear things take information without knowing the proper context and and use it as a oh okay well this is a problem but how is it a problem if you've never been on that very specific situation and moment for you to say that it's a problem on one nurse how are you guys taking information from the people who's sucking up just so that they look good in front of you when you all turn your back they're talking crap about you too but they would take word from those other nurses who are senior and then say like oh okay well this is a problem how do you know it's a problem if you were never there if you weren't part of that situation if that specific nurse who told you about that situation eavesdropped that information without the whole context and I know they're not gonna believe me because it's coming from another senior nurse but you know what i am not defeated from this i did not care you know why because i am there to work i am not there to please any one of them i do have friends in nursing and i know they say that colleagues are not really your friends and you should not make friends with your colleague but the thing about nursing is that these people are the only people who understands you your friends your family no one else's understands you but your colleagues because your colleagues goes through the same crap as you but the thing is it 
is true that you should not make friends in nursing or in your job, but it's hard, okay? And it's really just who should you consider as a friend? One thing about toxic people and people who are bully is they all want to know everything that's going on in your life. So one thing I would suggest to you is that never ever disclose any personal information about your life to any of your co-worker, okay? If you guys haven't hang out outside, if you guys haven't go on an event together outside of work and more than just work, don't tell them anything about your life because at some point they will use this to crap about you. They don't have to know what's going on with your husband, with your children, with your auntie, with your mom. No, they would love it though. They would ask you. They would try to dig deep to know more about you because that's how toxic people are. They want to use your materials, your own weapon against you. So don't let them, okay? And if you want to make friends in nursing, that's totally fine, okay? I have made some friends in nursing and I keep them as good friends. But not everyone is good. And also, not because someone is looking at you and telling you good stuff about you doesn't mean you could trust them. Because once you turn your back, they're talking shit about you. And you know that for a fact. And you know what's gonna hurt you is that when you hear from somebody else that that person you think was so nice to you was actually talking crap about you, okay? So anyways, what I really care about is my patient. Because one thing my manager could never deny, and I love love my manager i was i just want to say this one of the reasons why i stayed so long for that unit is because of my manager the thing about her though is that she's never really like there in the he she's she's in the floor she's in her office she does rounds and whatnot but she's not really there most of the time with the nurses and she takes information from the higher ups of course like she never come up to me and just be like hey john so i just want to address these things and it's it's just very sweet she never talked me down she never made made me feel belittle or anything and she's super understanding and I literally told her I was like I think I what I said is like I wish you guys have asked me first before taking this into account and calling this as problems that needs to be resolved about me because obviously with my justification this is not a problem this is misheard misinformations and again like taking messages or gossips from the some of the higher up and using it against another nurse. I'm just like, do you guys remember how many times you guys have asked me to stay for an overtime shift to cover another part of the floor, to help you about this, to train this student, to do this? And you guys are con are calling me an ability to delegate and i'm just like you know what f this i will focus on my patient care because one thing my manager cannot deny is the amount of feedback my patients have given about me and i know it because some of the nurses would come and tell me like john can you come to room like this because that patient wants to see you can you give this patient his or her medication because you're the only one who can give them the medication or you're the only one who can poke them or you're the only one who can talk to them and families and patients would come back to the floor just to give the feedback to my manager and my manager would always tell me so i know so you know what i'm here for my patients i'm here to work i'm here to impress my patient not my colleague and that's on freaking period so for all of you who have experienced bullying set your boundaries early okay make sure they know and again don't ever go to the level of a bully never be aggressive never be rude kill them with kindness because toxic people bullies hate kindness that is something they've never had in their life and it's reflective on how their actions is kill them with kindness and again documentation beats 
beats conversation to make sure you document every single situation, dates, a specific time of what happened. So yeah, so that at some point, which you don't want to happen at some point in your life, if they ever sit you down for something, you can justify it properly because this is how you're going to save yourself. And you never feel bad about the complaints about me because again, I documented it. I know what happened exactly. So I was like, you guys cannot fool me or gaslight me to believe that something is wrong with me. And there is nothing wrong with you. Don't ever let the bullies think that you have something wrong with yourself. Don't let their opinion affects you, okay? Oh my God, I'm so sorry, guys. That was That's a lot of emotion. Okay, next story is, I had a manager that when my mother-in-law passed away, emailed me to say she would need a copy of my mother-in-law's death certificate or I wouldn't be getting paid bereavement. No sorry for my loss. Sorry for having to ask this of you. Nothing. I left that job a few months later. Nursing is hard enough, but a manager that makes zero effort to connect with their staff? Yeah, not sticking around for that. A manager that that is asking you for a death certificate? Oh my God, girl. I would jump. (laughs) Again, violence is not the solution for things, but like, look at that. What a disrespectful rude oh my god they want you to prove if your mother-in-law is actually dead for them to pay you what do they think is this oh my god i am so so sorry and may your mother-in-law rest in peace but run from that job those people don't deserve you and you don't deserve to give any single second of your life with those people what a toxic manager oh my god okay next Okay, just a little background. I work as an EKG tech at a heart care center and the thing I hate most about my job is how insensitive and rude the men patients treat us women. All the techs I work with are women. For example, I went to a room and I asked the patient to lift up his shirt so I could put the electrodes on his chest and he said, you first, very seriously. I was so mad at that point, I just said, sir, lift up your shirt. And I was silent and I was silent the rest of the test. I'm married and it's just so disrespectful to talk that way to someone who is trying to help you. I've gotten so many men who make sexual comments to me that now i leave the door open just in case oh my god i'm so sorry it seems super minor compared to other issues but this is this one makes me so irritated so first of all i just want to tell you that this is not minor this is actually a major major disrespect first of all as a woman and this man's are disrespecting you that way don't provide your service to them refuse to give your service to disrespectful malicious men like this so what i would do first of all is like you tell them to stop and you're not going to provide them the service just refuse it that's your right if patients have right to refuse things you have the right to refuse to offer your service if you are being mistreated this is harassment and i would call like another male nurse or security to tell them what happened and let your manager know what's going on because this is not right oh my god so many cruel bad people in the world okay Sorry, guys. I hate this feeling. I'm so mad. (laughs) I find that CNA can be so underappreciated, especially by nurses. I can be elbow deep in a C. diff-filled diaper, and the nurse will come and seek me out just to say that room number four wants their socks put on. Like, girl, can't you see I'm busy? Please, of course, come and get your PABs, but we aren't your slaves either. If in the time that it took you to come and find me, you could have done that task, just do it yourself. I nearly lost my goddamn mind that that day, a nurse asked me for ice water, and when I asked him which room it was for, he told me it was for him. And it was a male nurse? No, no. Report to the manager right away. This is 
so stupid. I'm telling you guys, CNAs are needed. We need CNAs to help us survive this understaffing, cruel environment. And when we mistreat them, they're just gonna leave. And another thing I keep telling people is that CNAs are nurses too. What they're doing as their job are the jobs that we were doing before in the early 2000s, 90s, whatever. And now it's it became a job. And not because they don't have the certificate or the same studies that we did in nursing doesn't mean they should not be treated with respect and dignity. These people are here to help us and we should help them. And I never really do that to my CNAs. To my partners, I call them partners because they are nurses too, okay? The only thing they cannot do is administer medication and some other things that we did, but they're still doing a lot of what we should be doing as nurses, okay? So they are nurses too. And thank you to all CNAs for helping us and always being there for us and doing one of the most underappreciated, underpaid, undervalued job. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being there. And I just want to shout out to one of my nanai who was a CNA. She's a Filipino CNA and she's been so amazing. And one of the CNA also, he's from the Caribbean. I love him so much. He's always there. He he picks my ass up if I'm like lack, slacking or anything. And he's always there to help me. I love CNA people. They're the people that I can vent with. People that I can share life and things with. Okay. <laughs> I'm really sorry that you experienced this but I think you really need to go to the higher ups and tell them what's going on because these nurses should not treat you this way. I understand if the nurse is really busy and doing something and they need a CNA to do something less important than what they're doing right now if it's a priority but if they're just sitting there in the nursing station on their phone on Amazon and they just ask CNA to do things for them that is not right. It is still your job to change patient. It is still your job to pull patient it is still your job to walk patient that is still our job to do that because if the cna is not there again you will do it but not because they're there you're gonna ask them to do every single thing you don't want to be doing that's not how it works this is a team and i've had other nurses and i've worked with some nurses who treated cna like shit i can tell you right now things that they could have done themselves they would still give it to the cna because they think that they that should be their job next oh my god there's so many guys one thing i hate is negative stuff but listen all of these things has to be brought out there has to be brought to light because there are people there who's gonna say like oh i wish we could focus more on the positive of nursing and all the good things about it but babe that's what the government and the hospitals are already doing and guess what they're not talking about all the crap we have to go to all the shit we have to deal with and they would put that aside brush it off because it's not important it's negative those are the things that has to change for us to feel like we are safe we are cared for and we deserve this job period again this is the same thing nursing is arguably the most judgmental and disrespectful profession we may take care of others very well but we make our own suffer in the meantime there is an on-running joke that the girls who were bitches in high school are now nurses and let me tell you they are still bitches we may assist our co-workers with turn bad ways but outside of that are we actually helpful in lifting up each other it's back to the whole nurses eating their young and I don't really believe that the bitches in high school are the, now the nurses because I wasn't a bitch in high school. <laughs> I was getting bullied in high school. And I think there's a pattern of people getting bullied is that, again, you are not the problem, but I think it's how we bring ourselves to other people 
that people who have the a tendency to bully one another person feels that energy that they can just try to belittle you. And we really all need to set boundaries to set things straight that you are here to work. You are not here to be family like Vin Diesel's Fast and the Furious. And you are not here to joke around or be talked about by anyone in that floor. Okay, so I'm really sorry. And that is true. But again, it's standing up for yourself, knowing your worth, making sure that you set boundaries to these people that really matters because otherwise they will they will do everything in their power to make sure that you suffer every single day and again you cannot change a bully you cannot change what's going on in the unit the only thing you can change and control is how you want to be protected and the only person who can protect you is yourself again your manager is not your friend HR is not your friend because HR is not there to be like we will protect you what's HR job is to make sure that you just don't file a lawsuit against the bully but they will always side the bully and the manager and everyone else instead of you so don't ever think that anyone in the workplace is going to protect you next question is hi bestie i'm a veterinary technician aspiring to become a veterinary doctor some things i dread about my job comes mostly from the clients veterinary medicine is not as rewarding as people may think we do a lot of things behind the curtain that people don't appreciate most of the time we have to come to diagnosis without proper testing because parents don't approve exams or think they are not necessary. Other times they don't appreciate us when we save the lives of their pets and, and don't even blame us when treatment is not going as fast as they want. So if you ask me what's the worst part about working in a veterinary practice is dealing with people arrogance and misconceptions about us. That is so true though that clients and even like patients have sometimes has a lot of like misconception and the thing is like some patient would literally force us to do something like a test or an exam that they want us to do that's not within our powers and they blame us because they're like you don't care about us you don't want to treat us listen for me and this is for me in my opinion if i can do something in my power i would do it and i always have been an advocate for my patient if something is wrong in the beginning when i was starting nursing it was harder for me to kind of like do that but now that i have been working for a while now when i was in nursing i always ask for hey can we do a chest x-ray for this patient i just want to make sure that there's no problem or let's do an x-ray of the patient's tube because it's leaking and i'm worried about it's not intact or it's not sutured properly again nurses do a lot of things behind the curtain too just like veterinary medicine and other healthcare professional and what we all want is your safety what we all want is the best possible result but it's not always the case for everything so a little compassion a little understanding and i have been in a position of a patient so i understand the anxiety the stress the sense of doom of like oh my god what's going on i just want to see what's happening in my mom or my dog or my cat but the thing is like we don't always have the power for everything even junior doctors have to listen to their senior to the surgeon there's there is a ladder that we have to follow before we get there but ultimately if your life is in our hands if your pet's lives in is in our hands what we want is to not kill them that's not the goal because that goes back to us again it makes us it makes us feel bad it makes us feel incompetent so don't think that we're against you that don't think that we're not there for you and again it's not every single healthcare provider 
that is like this and there are some bad healthcare providers and that exists in every single other job. There's always going to be bad people and there's always going to be good people. Like don't look at another provider as the one who had mistreated you. And it's okay to feel more defensive or to feel like I have to protect myself because I've experienced something really bad before. But treat people with kindness at the same time because us healthcare providers are going through a lot also. But you don't see that because we we cannot show you because we have to be strong for you guys. We have to be the person you look up to, the, the person who should be stronger when it comes to emotions, when it comes to like traumatic events, but we're not. The thing is at the end of the day, when we remove our scrubs, we're all just human beings too. We could be patients at some point. But the thing is, the worst is when you mistreat another person because you feel entitled, you feel empowered, you feel like you have the control over to do that to someone, but you don't. Kindness, everyone. Kindness. Next question. It is difficult to figure out what I don't like about my job. Well, that's good, girl. But I will say this. I walk into the place and pour my whole heart and soul into caring for those people. I get mean and negative comments for something I didn't do or know about. And sometimes people are total dicks who thinks I am just to serve them and do not deserve any sort of kindness or humanity. I deal with an administrator that enjoys watching me suffer and he goes above and beyond to make my life hell. Those are the things I hate about my job. The things that makes me not want to go back. And honestly, girl, if the people that you're working with are toxic towards you, you cannot change these people, but you can change what you set as boundaries, what you do for yourself, and how you want to be treated. You set the tone for that. It's not them. You cannot change these people. These people have things in their life that cause them to be the way they are, but you cannot change it. And again, change shakes up people who are in a status quo and they hate that. You are doing great. There's nothing wrong with you. Leave the job. Find a better job that's going to appreciate you for who you are, appreciate what you do. And again, a lot of people generally feels entitled to and thinks that they have a control over another person, but they don't. And don't let that affect you. Okay, next. One time, a patient asked me to get in bed with him. Oh, God. And whoop out his pee-pee. Oh, Lord. Code white. This is violently harassment for me. Code white in here is violent if someone is being violent. But this is... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And there's so many more physical, mental, sexual, emotional abuse we go through. And you don't see this. Oh, God. I went to go tell my management to report and told them I would like to give him a male nurse instead. And they said no and just ignored it. Oh God, I'm really sorry. This is so, so stupid and aggravating. When you're already against, like, let's say a patient and then the people that you think is going to support you to help you get through this are also against you. How can a manager be like, no, unfortunately, he whipped out his pee-pee. He asked you to go to bed with him, but you have to deal with it yourself hell no why why would you let that happen to your employee that is so stupid i am so sorry you went through this and i hope you left that job because that you don't deserve that job oh my god i'm really really sorry and again there's so many things about nursing is that you know i think there was another question in here is like there was another uh, submission in here and the person said that i hate that we cannot grieve towards her patient. I hate that we cannot grieve about our patients because you're not supposed to show emotion when you're in nursing. But I always tell you guys from the very beginning of this podcast that I am very emotional and I show my emotions to my patient, to the people that I work with. I do. Because you're supposed to feel all your feelings. And don't let anyone say that you cannot cry for your patient. You cannot feel 
angry about your patient. But again, it's how you deal with your emotion that matters, how you control those emotions. If you're unable to control your emotions, then that is true. You should not show your emotion to anyone. But if you're able to handle your emotion, then you can use them. You can feel it. You can cry with your patient. If you want to sit with your patient and cry with them, sure. And get up and go to the next room and then smile again. Because that's really is what's going on. I don't know if you guys remember about a TikTok of a girl. She posted, I think, a video of her crying after like a death of a patient. And she made a TikTok of it. And it was really like a lot for a lot of people. Some people agree, some people don't. And it went to the news and I feel so bad for her. I don't agree. I don't disagree with her. Because again, like who would know, first of all, that we actually cry in our shift? Who would know that we actually feel for our patient? Who would know that we actually feel bad that we think we didn't do our best to save a patient? Who would know that? Nobody. Because that is brushed off away. They focus on the positive. Like, being a nurse, save one life, you're a hero. Save a hundred, you're a nurse. Now, take 20 patients to your hands because as a hero, you should be able to do that. That is the type of gaslighting nursing does to you. You know, like, they feed you with all this crap of, like, positivity, but those are literally toxic positivity. You should be proud to be a nurse because you are making a difference on someone's life. Now, go take two overtime shift because you are making a difference in people's lives. So you should burn out yourself till the day that you're about to die. That is the toxic positivity that they're feeding us. And I don't agree too because again, like in social media, you cannot just say that this was taken randomly. Let me just, um, let me just feel myself crying and then press record. Oh, that, that doesn't look good. And then press again. You know what I mean? So it's... It's in between. I don't agree. I also do not disagree. Because again, like for me, I'm in the same space as her. I'm showing you guys all the negativity that's happening in nursing. But you wouldn't know about this if I didn't show it to you. If I didn't reenact it. You wouldn't be so kind to your nursing friend or to your wife, to your husband who's a nurse or a healthcare worker. If you didn't see my video of like the struggles that most of us are going through. You wouldn't be so kind. You wouldn't be so nice to them them if you don't know about that what i'm just trying to say is that it's hard for us to grieve because we are told not to grieve or we can grieve but the next in the next room that we have to enter we have to be all positive cheery tell people that oh my god congratulations you're going home and in the other room i'm sorry but your brother is dying or that that patient is dead and you you're now like stuck there with a family grieving and you have to be strong and tell them all the information like it's crazy how traumatizing this profession is and i wish nursing school told us all of that because they did not and that's the worst part of it so that's why like i wanted to be a teacher like a nursing professor because i want to change the game a bit in nursing tell people the first time i enter the class i'll tell them if you're mentally ill make sure that you see your psychiatrist every single week as we start this semester because your mental illness can get worse because this profession is not the easiest you will deal with a lot of negative stuff but that is how it is rolling right now you know like you cannot just focus on florence nightingale's situation in the crimean war because that's not the same same situation now and another thing that i just want to also focus on is like about senior nurses and how they think 
and see some senior nurses, of course. I'm not generalizing it. Some senior nurses thing is like, oh my God, you've only been a nurse for two years or three years or five years and you're already burnt out? Yes. You know why? Because situ- the life situation before in 1980 or 1990 or two- early 2000s is not the same now. We have more problems now. We People are more aware now of their emotions and their mental illness of the things that they're going through. They just don't brush it away and say, it's okay, it's gonna go away. It's okay, it's probably just I'm tired. Or it's okay, it's probably just happening because I need some rest. No, new nurses are now able to recognize their limitation. They're standing up for themselves. They're standing up for what is right, which should have happened long time ago, but nurses before just suck it up. They're okay with it. And I'm not Again, this is not not just for nurses. So many other healthcare workers and whatever job you are, you wouldn't be in this position right now of burnout if the working conditions were improved long time ago. But no, it wasn't because people sucked it up before that it was okay that this is all happening. Okay? <sighs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I have so many feels to feel right now. And I hope you guys know that this podcast is for you to be able to vent, okay? It is okay to vent. It is okay to feel. I love you so much. Okay, next. My nurse educator is the most unsupported person in existence. She will talk crap on any and every nurses to anyone and it's rude as hell. She was in one of my patients' room once and straight up told the patient, if we need to talk about your nurse, when I leave, let let me know in front of me. I was the patient's nurse. Love my unit, but she ruins it. <sighs> I'm so sorry, girl. And again, <laughs> that's one of the higher ups, right? The nursing educator. And it's just so sad that people feel like they, they can use their power to ruin someone else's life. And some of them don't even recognize it because they think that they're being helpful. What they don't know is you're either gaslighting people or you're just not recognizing that your words affect other people and you think that it's helpful and that you think that it's educating but no people needs more compassion these days people needs more of like understanding these days because of the situation that's happening in the hospital and it's not fun to have to have to work every day and wake up every day knowing that there is one or two people or a group of people who's going to plot your death plot your demise like it's crazy i cannot imagine this for a lot of people who's probably going through it right now but bessie again save yourself save your sanity and get out of that job you can never change that job lastly hi i am an australian nurse working in general medicine for almost six years now a few years ago when i was seven months pregnant i was working late shift on my ward we had a long-term dementia patient who was very sexist and aggressive towards female and required a one-on-one for redirection and de-escalation they saw that i was talking to a male doctor and didn't like that so they grabbed my arm and pushed me into a desk when the doctor intervened the patient pushed the doctor into an office chair and both got pushed directly into my stomach. I woke up the next day morning, bleeding, and got myself checked out. Baby was 100% okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. I went on a worker compensation where the hospital paid for me to stay off work and attend psychology appointment. I'm a self-confessed workaholic, so I requested to be temporarily placed in an area where the risk of assault was minimal. Upper management told me that it was an unrealistic expectation to not get assaulted at work. What the? Oh my God. Did your 
management just told you that it's a normal thing that happens at work and you should be okay with it? Girl, I would have called your husband. Oh, and we're getting... We're suing this hospital or whatever. They, oh my God. I am so sorry. I am tired of the notion that nurses are the punching bag and can be abused on a daily basis with no ramification. This is crazy. And I, I'm telling you guys, the physical abuse nurses experience, not only from like colleagues, physical, emotional, and mental is way worse when it comes from patients. And sometimes this is understandable if it's like a dementia patient or if, if it has something to do with, you know, their condition. But when people are just aggressive for no reason, it's so much harder. And imagine like a whole, oh my God, you don't even have your whole management on your back and they're against you and they tell you it's okay to be assaulted. No, no, no. No, I am so, so sorry. And I hope your baby is okay. And I hope you're fine. And I hope you have left that job. Oh my God, this is so heavy. And there's so many situations. And I'm pretty sure some of you guys have related to this. And again, if it opened up some deep past wounds, I am so sorry that you went through it. And I'm so sorry if you're going through it right now. <sighs> there are so many negative things that we have to deal with. And again, this is why I created this podcast is because I want people, not just nurses and healthcare workers to know what we're going through, but I want the public, everyone in the world to know and what we get for going through all of this stuff because it's not enough. All right, guys, and please take some time off, get some fresh air, deep breaths, and always, always remember that you are not the problem. You are are okay to feel all the feelings that you want to feel and you should always know that you are loved you matter you can take up space you are perfect just the way you are and don't let anyone tell you otherwise thank you guys so much for listening to our episode three and i know this is such a very heavy episode but i know that with this episode we can bring more awareness of the things that we're going through as a whole and i love 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 you guys so much so if you can do me a favor, download this episode and episode two and one and make sure to leave us a five star. Share this episode to your friends, to your family and let them listen to it. Let them know what we're going through and share your experience in the I beg your pardon Instagram account because I want to hear them. I read all of them and we will use all of them scenarios to help you get it out from your system because if your management is not listening to you, if your family is not listening to you, I will listen to you and all the people listening to this podcast is will listen to you. So I love you, love you, love you, love you so much and I hope you're doing okay. You got this. I love you and I will see you guys again on the next episode. Mwah. Stay caffeinated, medicated and hydrated.